do this. All right. Well, so good to see everybody. Um, we've got a fun call with a couple of questions pre-posted, so we'll, we'll go through those first. So be thinking of any of your questions in the meantime. As you know, we'll do um, network marketing specific questions and then we'll get into the personal development. Um, hi, Claudia. Claudia's here too. Um, all right, so I wanna screen share. Let me just make sure that my computer shut down randomly. I think it was doing an update. So let me just make sure I have the, the document ready that it didn't just disappear. Bear with me a second here. Yeah, it's gone. Okay, so I just let me just get grab it out of my folder. Um, so this is all a great question that Seagrun po posted about objections. So I thought this was a really good time to go through our training um, in module four, lesson two, which is all about objections. So. I want to do our course downloads, module four. And then, okay. So what I would recommend, and then now let me share my screen with you. I would recommend that everybody go back and listen to module two lesson, sorry, module four lesson two. And the reason being is I actually went back and listened to it to see what I said. <laughs> and it's really good. <laughs> If I do say so myself. No, why I'm saying this is it's, um, whoops, now it's disappeared again. Maybe that's what happened the first time. Oh, no, it's here. Okay. The reason being is that it goes through the philosophy of resolving objections so that no matter what objection comes up, you'll always be able to do it the Soulcraft style. So let's go first through this idea that there's only really seven objections, seven kinds of objections. And, and this really helps us um, not think, oh my goodness, how am I going to handle all these objections? Because when we know that there's only seven, we're always prepared for it. Can you think of the seven? And people are still coming in. So let me just let them in. I might have to stop my screen share because I can't see the... Shoot. Okay, hang on. I cannot see letting people in. That's weird. Okay, this is the challenge. I'm so sorry if you come in late, it's almost like Zoom doesn't show me anymore. So I might, there might be someone who can't get in. Okay, well, hopefully we'll try again. Do, do you hear the doorbell, Carmen? I do, I do. There, I thought I heard two though. And so yeah. I lean in, but I'm, I was sure there was another one. And that person, normally at the top, it says admit this person and it's gone. But that happened last, like a couple of weeks ago. Someone else was trying to get in. It was like, if it happens five minutes after, it's like it disappears. So I just hope there's not one person trying to get in. Carmen, a, a suggestion, you might want to get a co-host and have the co-host manage. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's a really good people. idea. Okay, yeah, that's a really good idea. Okay. Claudia, I might have you do that since I, you're so good at tech. <laughs> okay, I'll get that organized for next time. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, that sounds good. But the biggest thing, try, I mean, I'm speaking to the, to anyway, um, we'll deal with that later. Okay, so let me just get back over here. 
Okay, so the seven main objections. So what do we, and it's, I give it away because it's all here. So we have time, okay, it's one of our main objections. Money, selling, my partner doesn't believe in it, want me to do it. Industry, product, and self-belief. So have a think about that. Is there any other thing that you're like, well, no, there's this objection. So can you think of any others that would be outside of that category, those seven categories? There's not really, eh? Like th those really are the seven. So knowing this is so good because you can always be prepared and in this it's i really recommend going through the, the the it's just an hour long but it really will help you with any objection because what that little training teaches you is that first we have to hear the person because normally when someone has an objection you can completely get them to a place where they're willing to look at another way if they feel hurt Okay, so that's your number one thing is you want them to feel heard. And then you want to show them, and we, we really use this feel, felt, found of a different way that they can look at it. Okay, so now even before that, though, and, and the training will, that's why I think it's so good if you listen to the training again, we also have to get to a place where, where we're comfortable with objections. And how I like to think of it is that if they are asking a question, it means they're still interested. There's something in them that's so interested because if, if, if they're not interested, they're not going to continue asking questions. Like if I'm not interested in, in something, I want to get away from the conversation or I want to shift the conversation. But if I am still interested, but I have some objections, I'll ask a question. So just always realize a question is a signal that they are in some way still interested, but they might have their own barriers. They might have someone else's barriers. They might have self-belief. They might, you know, we just don't know, but there's an interest. That's <clears throat> so that allows you just to relax. And as we know in Soulcraft, we always wanna come from a place where we're relaxed and we're not giving people anything to push against. You know, we're just there to be a, a solution for any challenge that they have. And this is a, a really beautiful, um, really beautiful concept. I actually just interviewed Phil and Penny, my, my sponsors in USANA, um, in my network marketing company, for my podcast. So they're, they're, there's two parts. Part one will come out next week and part two will come out the following week. And we talked about this concept that we know that gratitude is so important. You know, like that's something I always end my day with. Like, what am I grateful for when I go to sleep? <clears throat> but there's another, there's another part to that where when we're grateful, that kind of stays within us and it, it makes us feel good. You know, it increases our vibration. But the next step is, well, how can I take all of that and then move that forward and give back in the world? Who can I help? And I know when I wake up in the morning and I think, who can I help today? Where can I serve today? That changes my whole perspective. And when we can think of that, of course, with our network marketing business, how can I be a solution for this person? 
maybe it won't even be my network marketing company at this time. Maybe it won't even be my product at this time. So let's say someone has an objection and, you know, at the end of the day, their objection, we weren't able to give them our network marketing company as a business or as a product, a solution, but something else came up in the conversation that we could give them a solution for. And when you come from that place, you will always win and they will always win. And you just don't know, like down, down the road, you know, five years later, they might come into your network marketing company or five years later, you have another course or they end up marrying your daughter like, or your son. You just, you don't know like how things can fit together in life. So if we can always just think, how can I be a solution for this person or help them find a solution? It just changes everything. And, you know, the, the zeitgeist, in the world right now is we're, we're so worried about many different things and there's depression and mental health and just, just a lot going on in the world. But for me, that gratefulness at night really helps me sleep. And then getting up in the morning gives me the purpose, like who can I help today? And I know you all believe that too, because you know that's probably 50% of the reason why, if not more, why we do network marketing. You know, We wanna create a life we love, but we want to help others do the same thing. So when with objections, if you can come from that standpoint, it changes everything. So Sigrun's particular objection was a, a good friend who says that she doesn't have enough time. So in the, it's interesting because this particular training talks specifically about this and about a mom that says she doesn't have enough time. So that's why I think it'd be so good for everyone to listen to it. But I, I wanna break it down a little bit as well. The first thing that you wanna do is say, oh, I, I so understand you. How long do you feel like you've just been maxed out for time? Because you want to get them to talk about it like, oh, you know, actually, it's just been this month, like my little boy's going back to school or like it's been for like the past five years. You know, so get them to talk about how long, because how long is also a reason why they might want to look at something different. So let's say it's just been a short time, a short amount of time. Oh, it's just like this past quarter has been crazy because it was the summer, you know, yada, yada, yada. So then what I would say is I totally get it. And, and this is the feel felt found. Either you want to give your own experience or pull in somebody else's like your family members, a best friends, a downline, you know, to something. I, this summer just, it's been so crazy. But you know, I've been thinking because We've talked a lot about you really not, not liking your job. Do you feel like once this busy period ends, do you feel that you could carve out time to work on a business project that will get you out of your job? Okay, so we've <coughs> allowed her to talk and then we figured out that her time is really just busyness right now. So the solution to that would be do you think that we could carve out some time next month to help you get out of your job when things slow down a little bit? Yes, next month I would have, have more time. <coughs> you know, or next week I would have more time. Or you know what, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy for another couple of months. Well, how about I contact you? Does this feel good in, in a couple of months? And we'll see if we can carve out some time, look at your schedule, because I know for me, when I got really busy in my life, it just felt like I couldn't take on one more thing, but I also really wanted to get out of my job. 
So I can work with you and we can figure out how we can fit this into the nooks and crannies, even if you're still really busy, so that we can get you out of your job. Now, if, if they were to say, oh, it's been like the last five years, like being a mom is just crazy, you know, whatever it is, and say, I so, I so get that. I, now, what I would say is I don't have kids, but I know when my life gets busy, it gets really busy. And I can imagine with the extra impact of children, how, how that must feel. Now, I, I know you've talked about that you really want to get out of your job. If we sat down together, do you think we could find some nooks and crannies to do this so that we could move you out of your job? Does that feel like it would be important to do if I could help you find some time? Okay, so the, the key is, as long as you know what their why is, like their desire, what you want to do is you want to connect the importance of finding some time, but I can help you with that. Does that feel important to you too? That, that's, your, that's your in there. Now, if they say, you know, like, no, I just, I don't want to, I, I really want to get out of my job, but there's just no time. <laughs> you know, that's very rare that someone's going to say that because as soon as you connect them to like, yeah, I really want to get out of my job, then they're more likely to, to be willing to look at, okay, where can I fit it in? Another question I like to ask is how much time do you think you could find? Even though you're super busy, how much time do you think you could make if you felt like this was the solution to get you out of your job in six to, to 12 months? Well, I could probably do like five hours a week. Okay, so again, the key is you have to know what their hot button is. And then if you, knowing that you really wanna get out of, your, out of your job, do you think you could find some time every week and if I was there to help you as well, looking at your schedule, where can we find the nooks and crannies? Most people will say yes to that. But again, oh, if they're like, no, <laughs> then it's you know not going to be your, your person anyway. Sigrun, yes. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 it's I have one question, which is more like a personal, maybe energetic thing for myself, because... Um, I'm still have a job. It's it's like a part-time job still to su support myself. So I'm not there. We're actually offering hair to take, you know. I I think um, making it happen that you can come out, move out of your job uh, when you work with me, but I'm not really there that I'm out of my job. You know what I mean? So can I be a good example if I'm not already there, there? Absolutely, absolutely. And the, re the reason being is that most people do not start their network marketing. It's a part-time thing until it grows big enough to, to replace their job. And people on, our, on a different time scale, you know, for some people that might take a year, some people it might take five years. Some people might take you know longer so it, it doesn't matter if you're not to that point yet because you're still growing you're still growing your network marketing business in order to be able to leave your job it's it's very similar to a normal company that 
most companies don't make a profit until three to five years later. All right. You know, so okay. if you're trying to say to someone, you know, you really should, should think about starting your own business. And they're like, well, you're not making, you know, well, no, most, most companies aren't profitable for three to five years, you know, so, but the fortunate thing about network marketing is we do get money before three to five years. Hmm. I understand that. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, that's a, such a good question because those are the things that can eat away at our self-confidence that we think, well, I'm not the example yet of what I'm saying this can do. But just think a normal, normal business is the same thing. It's worse. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Sacred Lotus Love like took so long to be in profit, you know, like, yeah. And we, we spent so much more money with Sacred Lotus Love than like, yeah. Like it's, a, it's too, like network marketing is so good because you don't have to spend that extra money and you really can build it in the nooks and crannies without a lot of expense. Now, the, the thing is too, and, and people have different goals. Maybe they don't wanna leave their business, but maybe an extra $400 a week, $200 per week would make a huge difference. You know, even if it just pays your electricity bill right now you know, with electricity going up, or maybe if it just gives you holiday money. And, you know, that's probably a really good thing to put into your, your presentation or your talk. You know, you can say, at some, at some point you can say, what's so neat about this as well is in traditional business, it usually takes such a long time to make a profit. But what's beautiful about network marketing is your first check will be $40 then your next check will be $100, you know, and then you'll be building, you know, over time, you'll be building, then it goes to $200. And what would that mean, even if you just had an extra $100 per week, an extra $200 per week? Because that's still huge. Another thing which I put into the equation <laughs> is um, talking about even if in the beginning you might not make so much money, but there, at least that's my experience, another huge thing you get is this personal development thing. And um, you, if you do not be there with, um, where you need to be to get something bigger out of network marketing, then at least there will be a huge possibility for develop towards that point that you also understand and, and grow from there. And um, yeah, some, some people is money important. Others say they would maybe jump on the opportunity. As in addition, if you learn, if you personally develop, it's not only for the network marketing, it's also serving you in many different other areas of life. Mm. Yeah, Claudia, that's a really good point. And that could be just a simple question when you're talking to her like or for anyone so what would you say is when you're looking at this what is the most important to you when you see like all the things that this could offer and say like typically people like the idea that it can supplement their income or it can get them out of their job or that they can grow personally or that they're part of a community or the tax advantages or not having your own boss, what do you feel is the most important to you? Like what really resonates for you? I would ask that question so you can see what's important to them because Claudia is so right. Like for some people it's the community and it's the personal development. 
For other people, they couldn't care less. They're like, no, it's the income and it's the tax advantages. You know, so that would be a really, and that question will open up their minds like, oh, wow, there's tax advantages. Because that now I don't know in Europe and the UK can be very different than America and Canada. And I know even in Australia, you can't claim as much as I can in the US. Like my whole life is a write-off in the US. Like everything is connected. Like it's very, except for my cat food, <laughs> but it's very rare that I can't write something off because whether it's, you know, my fitness clothes because I'm teaching dance or my cell phone or, you know, a, a lunch out with Peter where we honestly are talking about the business because we're always talking about the business. Um, that's, that's 50% tax deduction. You know, so your that alone is a reason. And we don't talk about that enough, I don't think, in network marketing. We used to talk about that a lot 10 years ago. I, I have here some intel on exactly that subject. That's why I'm running down and getting my info. There is a, the question to ask is, what is your number one priority for joining this business? And then there are only one, two, three, four, eight answers from principal point of view, like you had the one for the objections. Eh? So one is uh, extra income then financial freedom, then have own business, have more spare time, personal development, helping others, meeting new people, retirement, leave a legacy. Mm, yes. And, and then they pick one. Why did you pick that? And then why is that important to you? What are the consequences of not having that uh, opportunity? And why would that worry you and you get tons of information with these questions huh? yes yes <clears throat> those are great do you have that as a pdf or anything claudia <laughs> i have it as a cheat sheet <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can. do you mind just taking a picture of it and then just no, no it's okay I, I i send it i mean i post it under the yeah. under the, uh, the recording or whatever it is yes. yeah please that and 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 there are also some... It's Alan so, Pease, I think it is. Alan Pease's questions. I'm, I'm not Alan sure where I got it from. <laughs> but I, I found it really helpful. And then there are bridges. I mean, when they are talking, meaning, and then you'll pause. Because that's for me um, difficult to stop talking, you know. <laughs> but that's something to, to a kind of exercise. And for example... So you, you make them keep talking. So then, or therefore, then you, which means. <laughs> so this, but that is something you have to practice. Eh? I, I, that, that it comes out more natural than like you go up a checklist. Eh? Yes, 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 yes. Claudia, yeah, that would be perfect if you don't mind taking a picture, putting it underneath. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. To Claudia's point about practicing, what I, what I simply do, is I just, I would take this, like once you see the, the, the uh, image of it, sit down with that image and just close your eyes and imagine having a conversation with someone. That's how I do everything. Like I just re mentally rehearse it in my mind. And in Think and Grow Rich, it talks about that where he used to have these mastermind meetings in his head of where he would have at his mastermind table 
all these famous people that he wanted to mastermind with Abraham Lincoln, you know, this person, that person. And it's something that I always thought I can rehearse in my mind. And that's, that's always how I do my presentations. It's how I do anything as I rehearse in my mind before I do it. And it, it cuts your time in half. So you have these imaginary conversations in your mind. I just want to switch over to the chat here. Um, just this is really good what um, Dr. Ali mentions here. So with the text write offs, what I would really recommend is ask USANA in your country what tax book they recommend for home based businesses. So in the US, we used to recommend um, Oh, goodness, is my, does anyone remember Sandy Botkin, Sandy, Sandy Botkin, because he was he used to be an accountant and he worked for the IRS. So you knew whatever he said for home based businesses was really legit. Ask USANA. So just email your corporate office. Oh, yeah. Tax free wealth. Do you want to stick that in? You can take a picture. Oh, actually, it's here. Tax free wealth by do you mind just sticking that in the for the UK? Just because you have to know the tax laws in your your country but specifically look for home-based businesses because they that will always give you a few more tax advantages as well it's not oh it's not really okay it's not really relevant um rich okay rich so tom it's not really relevant okay rich data advisor. tom wheelwright who's one of the rich dad advisors and rich dad and robert kiyosaki asked him to write a book that was relevant to universally he talks about other countries, but he doesn't really understand other countries. And yeah. the, the deductibles in um, in the US are so much more than the deductibles in the UK. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, yeah, we're a country that's that's built on socialist principles and the US isn't, and you know, it's yeah. very different. Yeah, so I would I would contact you, Sana. Um, in your in your area or one of the top leaders in your country, I should say, not area country, and just say, what do you recommend for a home-based business um, tax education book? And usually there's going to be something like New Zealand, there's a, a Fiona, Fiona, um, who's in USANA, was in a- is Folland. A, yes, Fiona Folland, yeah. So, and that's just, that will save you so much money. And that's then that's something that you can talk to your prospects about as well. All right, so any other questions in this vein? Is that helpful for everyone just to review objections? Okay, and I re, as I mentioned, um, let me just close out of this chat. I wanna get back to, here we go, okay. Um, definitely make time for that one video because you can even put it on double speed and then you can listen to it in half time but there's some really good stuff in that in module four lesson two and then also that pdf is a really good quick read too all right so there's one more question before we go into personal development so emmanuel who's always on these calls it's his mom's birthday so he couldn't get onto this call but he had a question about the affiliate program in, in USANA, the new affiliate program. Now, because that's a little bit more specific to a company, I won't go in depth into it here, but I just wanna talk in general when your companies um, introduce new programs or new, new changes to the compensation plan or just whatever it is. What I always do is I go and really study it. Okay, and so I figure out all the ins and outs to it. 
And then depending on your company, you know, if it's, if it's pretty new and it's, you know, making changes really rapidly and, you know, you're part of that whole, you know, like you're just, you're going with the company, then, you know, go, go with it and learn everything. And uh, like when I, when I started with USANA, they were changing the USANA, the compensation plan, bringing in new things and all this different stuff. At this point in my business, because I'm super committed to, um, like I love building a team and I love people being on auto order. So when a new program comes out that is not maybe how I've built before, because with the affiliate program, they don't have to be on auto order. What I do is I really study it and then I test it with a few people working with them. And it's not until I really have figured it out that I start training my whole team on it. Okay, so I make sure I really understand it first and then, it, especially like say this is a good example, but it's it's for, it's good for every, everyone, whatever company you're in. The affiliate program in USANA is very different to how I have built in the past because I've always built with people being on at least 100 point, point auto order. So what I would do is I would test it with a few people, see how it's working, and then I would roll it out more to my whole team. But in the meantime, I wouldn't stop what I'm doing because that works really, really well. So new things you you definitely want to get on board with your company of course but you also want to make sure that as a leader that you you've done a little bit of it before you like you know you're training your whole team like this works great until you know for sure that you can train them from a depth a little bit of depth of experience so it's it's always going to be this yes you want to because if you trust the company that you're with you want to get on board with what they're doing but also just make sure that you're doing it as well, at least in a small part of your business so that you can, from a place of congruency, be teaching your team too. And don't stop what you're currently doing if that's been working as well. Okay, so I'll go a little bit further in a call that's more USANA specific about that, but I will just want to talk in general of when new programs come in. I, I really believe when you, when you trust your company that you've chosen, you know, as long as, you know, that's the company that you really want to be with, which I know you all do, you know, you want to support what they're doing, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're coming from a place that, um, that your team knows, okay, she's got our best interests at heart and she's doing this as well. Any questions about that? And, and in my personal, like what, say for, if you're wondering, well, what's Carmen going to do with this? I'm going to work with a few people on it, but I'm going to keep my main business as it is while I'm testing things out and just seeing, okay, how does this work? And I have a feeling I'm probably going to keep the new affiliate program just for a certain kind of person, you know, that maybe doesn't want to become an associate, et cetera, but I'm all about associates, you know, and, and that's like, I love building that way but I think I'll have it for just a section of my, of my, my business. All right, any other questions besides our pre-posted ones? All right, let's get into the personal development. Um, okay, so we've been talking about the recession and just how mindset, um, like how we can really navigate this time. Phil and Penny's interview that comes out next week, we talk about this too. So, so definitely listen to that as well. So as we know, and this is something that you want to talk to prospects about, what goes up when the economy goes down? 
network marketing. <laughs> so it's the best time to be building. And as I shared before, 2008, when we had the, um, you know, the, the kind of the crash and the with everything with the banks and whatnot, my business took off like crazy because people were looking for alternatives. So that's that's the mindset that we want to come from. Another mindset is that this is cyclical. Okay, recessions, we were due for a recession. You know, it's it's just, we, you can't, I remember with the S&P 500, since whatever it's been like 2012, it's just been going up and up and up. And even through the pandemic, I'm like, it can't keep going up. Like, how is the S&P 500 going up and up, up? It's gotta come back down at some point. But the interesting to know in, I was listening to this great interview. Can you guess how long bear markets usually last so a bear market is when the stock market is going up does anybody know eight years how long does a oh, yeah, yeah bear market was when it was going down because the claws come down oh, sorry sorry both i said no no sorry thank you, thank you. when the horns are going up if they're doing this that's yes, how yes, I yes. sorry opposite way how long does a bull market last Eight years, typically eight years. Thank you, Ali. How long does a bear market last? <laughs> Two. And it's over and over and over and over. So even if we are going into a bear market, it's just going to last for two. And then we'll get back into a bull market that's for eight years. The other interesting stat is that typically people lose about 38% in a bear market. But typically people are making like 100, 200, 300% gains in a bull market. And yet when we have a short bear market with lower losses, everyone's like, you know, goes crazy. The other interesting thing too is this um, financial advisor who's like 80. So he's been like through like five or six recessions. And he was like, the worst thing I ever did when I was young is there was a recession and I had my money and you know, different things. And the person on the stage was like, get your money out, get it into cash. And he's like, so he called all of his brokers. He's like, get everything out, put it into cash. You know, the world's falling apart. And so he pulled everything out. And then of course, you know, in a couple of years, the, the market started going back up again. And he said, I calculated if I had just left my money in everything, if I had just left it, how much would I have made? And, and in other words, how much did I lose by pulling everything out? Four and a half million. So if he had just left it, you know, just left it because it would have kept growing over time. So I think that the thing for us to realize is that if we can just, you know, no matter, and this is such a good way to think, no matter what happens, if we can stay calm and centered in ourselves, which takes us knowing ourselves, taking this, having this equilibrium, we can weather whatever, whatever happens in the world. And it always feels worse when you're in it. But remember back in 2008, I mean, that was like, you know, people were losing so much money, you know, and, and I probably have a bit of a different perspective. And I think I shared this two weeks ago, but I grew up in a very religious family. They're not, they walked away from that years ago, but my dad's still a minister. But back when I was growing up, the world was always ending. You know, it was, it was always ending. And so I think probably I'm like, okay, it's not ending. 
And even if it feels like it's ending, it's going to be fine. So if we can just weather and then have this equilibrium in us, knowing that it's this is just the normal cycles, you know, and it's the market had to go down because it kept going up during the pandemic. It was crazy. It just kept going up and up and up. Then the other thing to remember is that there are people who make a lot of money when the market goes down. And those people, what, what kind of people do you think those people are? They're the ones that are finding solutions for people. And that's what we do. We find solutions for people in the, for their wealth, for their health, and their relationships or community. And actually, to Claudia's point, their personal development too. We'll, we'll call that relationships because it's relationships to self. Okay, so so we're in the we're in the best place we could possibly be in. So even now, again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm keeping all my money and everything, and I'm still in, I'm still investing. You know, so and to me, this is a great time to be putting money into the, you know, the stock market because everything's really low. So I just keep investing a little bit. You know, I my planned investments, knowing that this is just a blip. The other really interesting thing I heard this I never heard this before. Now, I talked about a bear market. I'm like double checking myself. A bear market is typically two years. But recessions, guess how long recessions normally are? 11 months. That's it. That's a typical recession. It's only 11 months. And in America, they, they, why they're saying we're actually in a recession right now, even though like Biden will say we're not in a recession. They're saying a recession by definition is when you have two quarters where the GDP, so the gross domestic product, and that just means essentially what everyone's buying. So if you have two quarters where it's going, it's less than the quarter before, you're in a recession. Okay, so technically we're, we're in a recession. But I think I know why probably Biden's saying, well, I'll give you my theory on it. But the thing is, is that it takes six months to say you're in a recession. So then you only have five more months. So by the time you decide you're in a recession, you're almost out of it. And then the other thing, and this is why I think probably, I mean, I would rather transparency, but I think probably why Biden's saying, you know, we're not in recession, is that as soon as you say we're in a recession, what do people stop doing? They stop spending. And so it just makes everything worse. And Peter told me this, I didn't realize this. He, so Bush, I can't remember which Bush it was. It was probably the first Bush. He said, he told people, it's your patriotic duty to go out and spend. And I think this must have been after, Peter's really good about all the history. It must have been after one of the, I don't know, invasions or something when our, our economy was going down. So basically he was telling the American people, you need to go out and spend because that will prevent a recession. So, so, so interesting. Now, you know, sometimes we can think, well, that means overspending. It doesn't mean overspending, it just means not hoarding your money. That's all it means. And we know one of the principles of abundance is keeping the flow going, you know, so that's why I'm, I'm always investing a little bit. It's why I tip big. It's why like I, you know, like I'm always trying to not overpay, of course, you know, but I'm seeing where, where can I keep money flowing? Now, that doesn't mean being financially irresponsible, not at all, but it just means like, how can I not hoard? How, how can I keep the energy flowing? while still being you know, financially responsible. Doesn't mean getting in credit card debt, doesn't mean overspending, any of that. It just means keeping, keeping the flow going. 
So these are all things that you can, I would share with your team. And then what it, the number one way that we can, we can weather this always is to keep investing in ourselves. Okay, so whether that is, okay, well, I'm going to start meditating in the morning. I'm going to make sure that I'm taking my Sundays off so I have relaxation time. I'm going to make sure that I'm exercising, you know, every day. I'm going to make sure I'm eating well. I'm going to take a course. You know, I'm going to invest in myself. That's the way that we can, we can make sure that we weather all of this as well. And then the final thing before I just want to ask, um, ask if you have any questions on this is thinking about how to invest in ourselves and keep our energy high. Something that I've noticed for me in the past four or five years, I used to be a morning person, so I used to always get up at 6am and, and exercise. For some reason over the past few years, I don't know if it was, you know, maybe partly Peter and I's relationship, you kind of like just shift what you do. But gradually I found it felt better to sleep in a little bit and then kind of get my day started later and I would exercise more like at nine or 930. Um, but lately I just haven't been feeling as energetic as I normally do and as positive. And I've just been thinking, what did I used to do that I haven't been doing? And that is one thing as I do not get up early and exercise. And I just started that this week again and it's changed everything. So if you're feeling like a little bit listless or because I was feeling it like I'm like I'm really tired like and I just don't have the energy I normally do what what am I not doing that I used to do when I felt like I had so much energy. And that was just a, a little shift for me, so if, if that's helpful for you if you're feeling that maybe just think. Did I used to do something that i'm not doing anymore that I could bring back. And realize if it's something you haven't been doing for a while, you might have to make it a habit again. You know, it might take a few mornings, it might take, you know, a week, but you can create a new habit like, like in, I think, less than 21 days. Like I did two early, actually, I did one early morning. I was like, I feel great. <laughs> so it can happen really quick. Okay, enough of me. Any, any questions or ideas of talking to team members about this stuff? talking to prospects, anything you want to share or bring up that you think would be helpful for others? When I read The Miracle Morning, um, there was all this stuff about setting your, putting your alarm a long way away from your bed and making sure you leap out of bed. It's a very masculine energy thing to do. I feel because the first thing I do when I've turned my alarm off and I don't put the snooze button on, but the first thing I do is luxuriate and be grateful for my bed, mm. you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, we all do things differently. I just don't think I could do the 5am club thing that he aspires to. And he doesn't say anything about you getting enough sleep because he's not into health. And then he goes and gets leukemia or cancer or something. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit like Maggie Thatcher being so proud of only sleeping for four hours every night and then she goes and gets dementia. Yes, um, yes, yes. You know, yeah. so yeah. I, I, I aspire to getting up earlier and meditating and things but uh, and going to bed earlier. But um, yes, I do aspire to that. 
it's, but it's interesting um, that it's not just it's not just um age that made you feel sluggish and that you have turned it around by getting up and exercising it again and on the other hand another thing i think that is a factor is the fact that i was always bullied at school for being bad at sports and so I still don't, you know, exercise isn't something that I will voluntarily go and do. I mean, I do do stretches, sprints, yoga uh, and walk the dogs every morning. And that's been consistently, apart from when I had an operation ever since April 2014. Mm. So every morning I do that and usually barefoot. But apart from that, and when I was doing your soul, your soul dance, you know, it, your soul fit dance it, exercise doesn't come easily to me so there are other things besides just laziness that affects people's willingness to exercise because I was really badly bullied at school about it and so were a lot of people yeah so it's such a good point the and we're all so different and and honestly there's people who will never be morning people like my my mom she's not a lazy person at all she's so industrious but she's not a morning person at all so you have to find what works for you i think the big thing is to think if you're feeling listless now when there was a time in your life where you were feeling really good what were you doing so it's it's not that you have to bring in something i mean it is good to try new things for sure but like for me, what I used to do and I felt great is I would get up early and exercise, but that worked for me. In the past five years, I haven't been doing that. You know, I've been sleeping in and, you know, so I went back to something that was working for me. Maybe it wouldn't have, you know, and then I would have to be thinking, okay, what else could give me more energy? So you do, I agree, Ali, it's got to be something that works for you. Now, what's interesting is the past two mornings haven't been going to a gym actually, even though I'm gonna to go to the gym after today. Those past two mornings were going outside and running outside. So your walking and getting connected to nature is just as good. And, and yeah, the first thing I do is I do stretches facing the sun. So I'm saluting the sun yeah. because of the impact that has on cortisol and melatonin balance. You know, as soon as I learned about that, that's that, that's why it's part of my routine. Yeah. And even just like stretching in your bed in the morning, you know, yeah. but I think we each have to find what that thing is, you know, that is going to, and it's looking at your life where you're like, okay, I wish I had more energy. What could I do that will work for you? Cause we're, we're all, all different. And honestly, no, uh, Sanavid, they, they encourage you to stretch as well. Mm. I've noticed that. They do. Yeah, they do. Mm. One thing I think will work for everyone is more water, though. <laughs> and in Sanavid, yeah. San they have the mini trampoline as well. The mini trampoline, yes. Oh, yes. Which, yes. Well, which, well, I, I think is the... Exactly. Yes, it's, yes. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Yeah, we have to find what works for us, you know, and and I love what Ali said, too, because just because something works for someone else, we should never think, oh, why can't I be that person? Because that's not what it's about. It's about what's going to work for you that will make you feel energy, you know, et cetera, and feel good. I, I had a, a kind of similar story 
was was the moment when I went on pension, and then also Hayo came and went on pension. So we were like finding ourselves having breakfast at uh, half past nine in the morning. And normally, when you go to work, it's like half past seven or something like that. And then we said, hmm, because at half past nine, and if before you are ready, then the day is half gone already in a way. Yeah? So we, we put our, we have a kind of um, contest here <laughs> that we be at the breakfast table latest like 8.30. So before nine, good before nine. And then I realized if I start kind of earlier than what I slacked into, um, it is much more uh, a full day. I mean, it's, it's so more, um, I can so more do in that day. And, and I look back and say, wow, what was that for a day? If I really check what I done. Yeah, and it's less, less of that when I start late. Yeah. That was my experience. So I was like, mm. although I don't like it in a way, but yes, <laughs> that's where we are aiming for now. <laughs> and, and just being willing to look at like, even like our morning routines can get stale. You know, like we can be doing them over and over and then they're no longer joyful. You know, like, okay, well, maybe I can change it up a little bit. And, and I also uh, have now events set up for energy boost. So we're giving events, uh, me and one of my teammates, we are giving um, events for energy boost, which we teach other or give inspiration for others, but it's also good for ourselves eh, to start the thinking process. Yeah, and um, I, that vein, is there any other suggestions or what people like to do to increase your energy or what works for you? Is there anything that you've been doing lately? Yes, Michelle? I find uh, I can't get up and jump out of bed like and go running. Mm. That's not me. So you, you're right. We have to find what is good for us and also the seasons are different uh, in winter I don't feel the same in the morning I'm much later so we have to keep that in mind if the seasons affect us yeah. but uh, it's so true just that one hour earlier in the morning it's like having two two to me it's like having like two extra hours like wow yeah yeah but so I get up and I do my morning stuff and then I go running yeah. mm -hmm. and that works really good for me. But in winter, I won't run in winter. It's too cold. No, it's so. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go back to Canada, I'm reminded like, yeah. <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, with the theme this year with uh, Yusana, like start something new. I would like to like start a group uh, that to encourage people to go out and walk or run or whatever in the morning, but not necessarily all at the same time or together because so it could be like walk, run from anywhere and at any time, but have like, but I don't know how to set that up. Mm. Uh, and then we could, you know, check off or say a comment I got my walk in this morning or mm. and it could be but like Michelle Michelle I, I I think of the um the 28 day 
program that mm -hmm. uh, Andrea Hagen and Linda yeah. Murphy and whoever are doing. I think that's something to tap into and can invite others to that, including people that aren't in our company. Yeah. You know, um, and just get them introduced to that. So that might be one way. But I, I wonder if people would be interested in that. Like sometimes I know a friend, she she doesn't want to walk alone, but having just knowing that someone is walking somewhere else in a different city or in, in a different part of a city, that it, it's like as if you're not alone. Mm, mm. Maybe that would help people move. I, 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 have a, I have a friend, I don't know what it's called, but she's on some online community that, that does, and they're like walking through you know, different countries and stuff like that and, and re recording. It's not necessarily people that you know, but you kind of get to the, know them through this experience. Mm. So I don't know what it's called or anything, but, but, but there are things out there like that. Yeah, you could create a Facebook group where people, you know, when they do their walk, they take a picture and post it, or they have like just a little video so that after your walk, you go on to the Facebook group <coughs> and see what people have been doing. So that might mm -hmm. be, because I, I know something that's been so nice in Soulcraft is on your sacred Sundays, you post like what you're doing, like Ali will show like her with her dogs or her family or Claudia with visiting your mom. Like that's so precious when you share what you did on Sunday, because it keeps us all really connected to like your soulful moments. So it, it could be something like that where, you know, the group is all about walk once a day or, you know, get outside once a day, your choice and then just post something that you saw or, you know, so it gets that interaction too. Or a route that you found that was really different or a bird that you saw. If, if I can shift gears to like another, um, another thing in personal development and that is laughter and seeing the humor in things. And I have a specific example. Uh, I was at the USANA convention and um, when I was going through the TSA checkpoint, um, my, um, my bag got diverted and they searched it. They said, do you have anything dangerous or sharp in here? Do you have any scissors in here? No, no, any powder, birthday cake shake from convention. And they said, oh, this isn't the first one that, that we've stopped for that. <laughs> wow. And, I, and I, 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 I just had, just had to laugh at it. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, yeah. You know, it's, I often get asked that, can we travel with our, our smoothies? And I always say yes. So that's interesting. Has anyone else ever got stopped because of your smoothie powder? Okay. But yeah, it's a, it, people wonder, cause they, I think they think it could be drugs or something. Yeah. Well, well what they did, they had this little thing and they went whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. to see. Okay. And yeah. they put, they put it back in my bag. Mm. So. <laughs> She's and, not a drug and, and, and my advanced collagen was there too. And they didn't even look at that. So oh, goodness. <laughs> but to your point, yes, laughter is, is yeah. When we're, it's shaking and laughter, anything that moves the body just gets the stress out. Yeah. Any other tips or anything else? If people want to, yeah, that's what part. <laughs> 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 oh. Any other tips or any else, any other things people the, want to share? The triad of Tony Robbins, I think is also a good one to that is state management. 
to change your state. So you only have to change one to uh, change the whole state. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, and and you can go to the website and there's explanation. But I, I use it regularly and I'm very impressed. Also in coaching sessions and so on. So it's really working. <laughs> And, and one is a mini trampoline for shaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should all have mini trampolines. That's so true. Mm. All right. Such a great call. Thank you, everyone. This this is where the value is, is when everyone contributes. Like, because okay, we're all so different. So thank you for just bringing, you know, what works for you. Yeah. It's really fantastic. Okay, let's take a picture. And then um, remember your two ahas and your two action steps. And then affiliates, remember, we've got our very short call tomorrow morning, well, evening for US Canada, very late evening for Ali. 10 p.m. here. Yes. 11 p.m. for Claudia. For Claudia and Sigrun. And then Australian, 7 a.m., I think 6.30 for you. Um, actually, I'm going to put that in the thingy for you out, Alicia. Okay, let's take our picture. And let me see here. So we'll just do our normal one first of all. So one, two, three. And then get your crazy on. One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> so good. We're so good at that. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Thank you for showing up. We'll see you in, in two weeks. And I'll see many of you tomorrow. And just have a beautiful night, day, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.